This is Meet the Movie Press. It is February the 1st, 2019 on the show today. The Batman, Affleck Free, We Winnell's Invisible Man, and Alita, Battle Angel. Plus, oh my God, peed my pants, the Hobbs and Shaw trailer chat. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talks, Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. My name is Simon Thompson. It is February the 1st, 2019. If you want to find me and what I do, check out Twitter and Instagram at showbizsimon. With me, as usual, uh, are my panellists. Uh, Dimitri is a familiar face. Back hey again. Who are you? Where can we find you? Uh, my name is Dimitri Panos. You can find me here at Meet the Movie Press on Popcorn Talk Network. Also on Anatomy of a Movie and uh, on the Twitters at DMovies. One seven zero one, but I am thinking of changing my Twitter's. I, I you keep saying about that every week. We I need know, to talk but, about but, that. But, I thought but about I that this morning. Idea. Oh, did you? Yes. Yeah. What do you think of Dimitri's POV? Hmm. Yeah, okay, cool. Okay, we we'll talk about that later. <laughs> uh, Kit, welcome back. You're filling in for Scott, who is uh, in uh, sun dancing yes, uh, at the moment. Uh, who are you? Where can we find you? For those people who don't know who you are already. Hi, I'm Kit Bowen. I'm editor for Screen Picks, also a freelancer for Rotten Tomatoes and Fandango. Um, and my Twitter is at the movie kit, and I'm happy to be here again. Guys. And we all so went to see. It's good to have you back. Thank you so much. Uh, we, uh, you know, we, we are trying to rotate people who come in on in these chairs, and that's fantastic. But we're always happy to see you. So wow. thank you for giving us the time today. Okay. Oh my God, such a busy week this week. Right, let's kick off with The Batman. So many people talking about this already. Of course, if you want to take part in the show, if you're watching this live, you can do in the chat on YouTube. You are more than welcome. If you're catching up on any of the services like iTunes and Spotify, why not join us live one week and take part in the chat? People are already talking about this. Uh, Matt Reeves this week, The Batman arriving in 2021. No Ben Affleck. Uh, ben Affleck, there will be a noir-inspired detective tale feel about it with a rogues gallery of villains. Personally... Pretty excited about it. We're going to find out what you guys think about it and then find out what the people in the chat think about it. Dimitri, first of all. I, look, I, I, I did send a tweet about this. I mm. am sad to see Ben Affleck go. Mm. I, I really thought he was a very good Batman and Bruce Wayne. Mm. You need to be good at both. You mm -hmm. can't be good at one or the other. And sure. I really th thought he did a really good job. So it was it's bittersweet to see him go. I love Matt Reeves. I think going the, the detective route... Yeah. Um, I think it's a fantastic idea, and I'm really looking forward to see this new, this new Batman. It's uh, it's instilling some excitement in me yeah. to, to to see a new Batman movie. I hear it's going to be a younger Batman. Is that's that, what that's what yeah. we're being told at the moment. That's what we're hearing at the moment. Yeah, which I think is great. A lot of people are saying, obviously, the minute that this kind of thing you know hits the internet, everyone's like, "Here's the person I would like to be Batman." Yeah. A lot of people are talking about Army Hammer. Uh, mm. I'm wondering if they are going for a younger Batman. If Army Hammer might be a bit too old. Um, it depends on how young they're going. Are they going 20s Batman? Are they going, right. you know, sort of high 20s? What, what are they wanting to do? I mean, I think he'd be great. Um, I know there was a, 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 another show that was talking about this the other day, and they were talking about maybe Rami Malek. Um, and no. I'm like, no. I mean, I, he's got a very <laughs> strong face, yeah. but I don't know if he's if he's Batman. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there are so many so many candidates it out would, there. It would have to be a, like an Ansel Eggert... Age I would think so, yeah that, yeah, that lower end of the yeah. 20s, yeah. because obviously, so. to be honest with you, if you just think about Hollywood, and they, they're not going to hire someone who they just want to do one Batman movie, right. we've seen that again and again and again, apart from George Clooney, um, <laughs> so I who think that, happily to give it up, who's very happy to give it up, and but, Val Kilmer, <laughs> oh, Val Kilmer did one, how many did Clooney do? One. One. Oh, yeah, that's right. I thought I was, I was losing the plot then for a second. Um, no, but I think with, with that, you want someone who is going to be at least, you know, two movies, possibly three, and possibly, you know, a, 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 an ensemble movie or someone right. that can drop into other movies. So you're looking for someone who is going to gr literally grow into the role over what is effectively going to be the best part of a decade. Right. Mm -hmm. So you want to get someone who also wants to do it that level of commitment right. and then have room to fit in some other projects that aren't Batman related. Agreed. So I think I think it is going to be the younger end. I think that kind of... I wouldn't go with the likes of the Timothy Chalamets. I think he's too... He wouldn't have the face. But I think we're looking around the Ansel Elgort kind of yeah. age thing. Maybe Ansel himself would Maybe. not be Maybe. a ridiculous I choice. I, I yeah. think he'd be great in that. Yeah. He could do so, it. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other person too that, that could be pretty good mm. is... And I know he's a Scott Manziel uh, favourite, like Glenn Powell. Kid. Yeah. 
He, yeah. he could, I think, Glenn Powell would be great. Yeah, I think he could yeah. pull it off uh, as well. You know, if you're going Army Hammer, I, I, my thought would be, then why are you getting rid of Affleck? Yeah, this exactly. is no disrespect to Army mm. Hammer, but I'm just saying, if you're going that age, and again, I don't want to be like ageism, yeah, he might be a little bit higher on that spectrum. If you're gonna go young, I, I agree with you, Simon. Within the mid to late twenties, yeah. Would be a good like maybe yeah. around Batman year one ish. What I mean, would uh, they universe? be wise to think about potentially? And again, this is all conjecture because we don't know. And probably the people behind the the gates at Warner Brothers have already had many conversations and are having ongoing conversations with talent about this already. You don't just lose a Batman without having a plan B Batman, Batman, the Batman, Batman. Beyond, um, <laughs> I, you know. So they're obviously having conversations with people, but I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. A lot of people in the chat talking about this. Um, uh, okay, Jack Dennis Affleck will not be acting in this project. Still a producer, from reports that I've heard, uh, still involved with helping shaping the story. Also, still has that one film in his contract. Uh, the plan is to kill present-day Batman off. Maybe in a few years they execute that plan. Plenty of options for Affleck's return. I don't think Affleck will go back to this firework. No, um, he could pass no. the torch to a Nightwing movie or a Batman Beyond. Uh, Bob B saying, Ben is my fave Batman. Although the Snyderverse didn't fully pan out, there was a direction they were going for, and there are some good things in it. Yeah, there are some good things in it. Uh, Ben brought this flavour to Batman that fans love. Bale... Uh, was the best Batman movie. This is from Bob B. However, he's not my fave Batman. Uh, Sorry, he was in the best Batman movies. Uh, He was good for that scenario. I think a lot of people are having a conversation about this, and everybody has their own opinions, and I don't think everybody's going to be happy whoever they cast. Uh, Bob B. saying the Snyderverse was like a steak dinner where the steak and the vegetables were overcooked, but the potatoes were good. Uh, I I actually hear we're getting a... I actually think we're getting a uh, a potato standalone movie. Uh, Part of the uh, the DC veggie universe, yeah. <laughs> uh, which would be quite absurd. But no, I think, I think absolutely. Jack Dennis is saying, uh, agrees with Bob B, my favourite Batman too. I would just like to see this arc that was started with Batman versus Superman finish in some capacity. Uh, Justice League suggested he was close to retiring, so give him a movie where that can happen. I don't want to see a Batman retires. Yeah. Although we've had Batman Begins, you know, <laughs> so maybe maybe Batman retires where he goes to an old old superheroes home. Well, I um, think Ansel yeah. would be a good. Uh, I think Ansel would be a good. Actually, Nicholas Holt. Somebody else put that in there mm. in the chat. Nicholas Holt. Nick Holt would be great. Yeah. Nick Holt would be a really good. But idea. you know, I don't know if people out there watch Gotham, but you know, we have a very young Bruce Wayne right now. Who, we do, and he's kind of that sort of you know skinny. He's not necessarily the sort of. But I don't think you want to go too young. I think, I I just don't know. No, no, I'm just saying now we have like the in-between person. So we had like, you know, 40s Batman. Now we want 20s Batman. It has to be, yeah, it has to be scaled right, I think. (laughs) Because otherwise you get, we know the the Batman origin story and we know sort of Bruce Wayne where he goes. And if it's too young, it's kind of like Richie Rich. Right. You know, it's like rich kid. Blah, blah, blah. But this time he fights crime. Uh, Bob B saying, unfortunately, Warner Brothers is looking to turn the page ASAP on the Snyderverse. However, the success of Aquaman and Wonder Woman show that it's possible to move forward without throwing away the baby with the bathwater. Absolutely. I think what they're going to do, and Matt has, is someone who's who's very much this kind of way with a lot of his filmmaking. Um, he tends to take the best bits from ideas and origins and pull them right, forward right. and then add stuff around that, which is really strong and solid. I'm very excited about this project because of Matt Reeves. Yes, Same here. I, I really have faith in him, without reservation, as a director and as a, as a, as a you know, as a creator on all the platforms. Um, you know, right through the process, I really think he's a he's a reliable pair of hands. Yeah. And he won't. I don't think he'll start a project that he doesn't think all the pieces on the on the chessboard are the right pieces right. to have there. Hundred percent agree. You know, he won't substitute a pawn for like a coke bottle top. Right. And it's like, well, pretend it's a pawn. Yeah, and the thing though that's that's gonna really suck again if you're you know, we all seem to be fans of Ben Affleck, right? Yeah. Yes. Who's one of the better he parts. He definitely right? was. Um so in Wonder Woman, Bruce Wayne factors in. He's the yeah. bookends of the movie. Right. Um so there's always gonna be that Ben Affleck. It's gonna be hard to, you know, wash Ben Affleck out of that cowl, so to speak, because mm. he's already integrated into Justice League, into Wonder Woman. Yeah. Even right. if you yeah, want yeah. to take Wonder Woman just just take it out of her, take her out of Justice League. Right. He's in there. Um and for a reason. So it's it's gonna be like I said, it's bittersweet. I thought he did a really good job and I was hoping yeah. I was hoping he was gonna get his standalone, which I felt he deserved. Yeah. And, and I thought 
that would have been a good I would, I would have really, I would have really liked to have seen that. I, I'll be honest yeah. with you. I have n- a number of issues with, uh, <clears throat> w- with the way the the, the DCEU um, sort of has played out over the last couple of years. I think it's really undersold itself. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever part of that process has led to that, I don't know. But I really, I did also want to see, you know, because Ben Affleck loved Batman. He did. He always, this is this is the project that he really wanted to make. Yeah. A standalone Batman movie, and he's now leaving the table. Now dinner's being served, and it's really unfortunate. It is, and um, he was going to direct. Yeah. As well. Well, you know, he needs to direct just, something again. I think he needs to get his well, that, feet back that, on that. He needs, a, he needs a creative sorbet. That yeah. Clear his palate and then maybe come back. Yeah, yeah. live by night. I mean, what's to say that Ben Affleck, if he still wants to direct a Batman movie, again, this is conjecture, that even if he's not Batman, he comes back after clearing his, you know, washing his mouth out, and he comes back, and he does direct a Batman movie at some mm-hmm. point in the future. There's Fine. nothing to stop him doing that. That's and true. he knows the character, and he knows the heritage. Uh, Zeno, I was saying, Simon, I want a Batman in his prime. Batman Prime, by the way, is now two-day delivery. <laughs> uh, which, which, which is about mid... You can pay an extra $6 and get in there a day earlier. Um, or, if you want to delay Batman turning up for a week, you get free $5 for uh, Whole Foods online, which is great. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the true comic book Batman. Uh, I don't want baby Batman or Dark Knight Returns Batman. No. <laughs> I don't want baby Batman. Well, I'm going to get onto that in just a second because there is another movie that has been announced this week that are, I, literally I was like, it made me cringe. Uh, it really, really did. Um, we're going to get to that in a second, but it's to do with like a baby Batman Baby's style thing spin-off. Jack Dennis saying no. Uh, Warner Brothers claims to be one movie at a time, then they're rushing to think Reeves yeah. wants a trilogy. Uh, remember, D- Nolan didn't really think he was going past The Dark Knight. No, he didn't. But the way that studios, I think, have changed, certainly in the last 10 years since The Dark Knight came out, Studios are already looking for series. They're looking for something that is a bankable investment to ramp up to or walk away from Mm -hmm. over a 10-year period. So I think this, even if Reeves doesn't see this as a trilogy, it's kind of like the game where you used to write a line and then fold the paper over. I don't know if people still do this. Someone else would write a line of the story. But I think basically what's happening with Hollywood now is like you get two lines... And then, and this happens in the Marvel universe a lot. I've spoken to so many directors who are like, "You have one strand you need to carry through. Right. So include that strand, whatever you want to do around that. Right. Build out your story and your characters and that. And then if somebody wants to pick up from that strand, great. There's two strands to take forward. Right. But all we ask is you have this one strand. Right. Include this one thing or take it in this direction in some way. At some, it can be in a minor way. It can be in a major way. We just need this to be the thread." all the way through the necklace. Mm-hmm. And that's how they do it. And I think if that's the way they do it with Matt, even if Matt isn't looking at doing a trilogy, he wants to step back and do like executive producer or something, that might be a way they're looking at. There is so much conjecture around this. We don't <laughs> well, know. There are a handful of people in an office five minutes from here in Burbank right. <laughs> who have the answers to all these questions. And, 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 but do they? Or do they? I yeah. think, See, that, that's yeah. the thing. I mean, yeah. Because this I shit doesn't happen see- without anybody going. Like you know, like one of our listeners was saying, you know, we or viewers were saying, we, we they're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. They're not going to go, baby talk. especially yeah. after being burned. Yeah, they're not going right. to. You know, they're not going to go. Oh well, scramble up the paper, chuck it in the trash can. Let's just do whatever. <laughs> There's a lot on the line here. Yeah. Well, there is no, a absolutely. lot on the line. And 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 to a listener's point, yeah, uh, and it's something that I've been saying for 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 the longest time. It's like they've reversed. DC was so late in the game, they tried to reverse engineer it and trying yeah. to be original. Where. Marvel really did have a roadmap. Mm. They they map things out, and regardless of whether that one strand you were talking about, yeah. there's still a wall somewhere going. Okay, we got this one strand, but then we're going to offshoot over here. Here, there was a plan where DC kind of like gave us a trailer for the Justice League in the Batman vs Superman movie, mm. <laughs> and like we saw a Justice League movie without being introduced to the. To to the flesh out characters. Yeah. We had our, you know, uh, Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman. Right. But they did it all so half assed, and they were just trying to be, play catch up instead of trying to play smart. Yeah. yeah. And maybe now. It's a difficult but, game to play and a dangerous game to play. It is. Very difficult. Yeah. So, but it also you have what's to rely on the audience to go Miller. through with you on that right. as well. And sometimes audiences are very fickle and like, eh, do you know what? I'm done. I'm going to leave I'm, it yeah. here. Right. But we know that Aquaman works, yeah. right? right? We know that Wonder Woman works, right? Yeah. But what happens to the other people, like like the Flash? To mm. Ezra Miller? Like, Is that he's still in development, right? Is that Flash movie? It's still, still. Be? I understand it's still in development. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
So, but what, you know, are they, who are they going to stick with? Like, we yeah. are, again, Aquaman was a happy accident. They yeah. had already gone into production. They couldn't yeah. say L- Literally, no to, to his parents, right. a happy accident. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. So, um, little tadpole. Yeah. So. That's how it starts. Taddy. <laughs> um, that's, <laughs> a, that's Dimitri's guide to sperm there on there the show. Go. Things you didn't expect. So, um, but they couldn't say no to Aquaman yeah. at that point. Because no, no. they had already yeah. been committed. Right. But all these other movies that they said they're committed to, they can sort of scrap. No, absolutely. I mean, there's a lot more that's going to come out of this, you know, over over the next couple of months and stuff, and I'm pretty sure we'll find out something pretty soon about where they're going with casting for this, but let's leave it there for now. One thing from from Zias Bilou in the chat saying, Dylan O'Brien is a choice, but looks Mm. more like a Tim Drake or a Dick Grayson. Yeah, Yeah, I think going for a Dylan O'Brien, I think, would be uh, too, too young. Yeah. Um, but to be honest with you, I mean, people are also saying, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal uh, was born to play Batman. I, he's now he's not going to do it. No. No. Now he's not going to do it. I really don't see that happening. Well, he's playing a villain um, in Spider-Man. So it's yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, how would you very briefly before we finish chatting about this? How would you guys feel about the role of Batman going to someone who is pretty much unknown? That'd be fine. It's fine. I don't think they will, though, because it's too I, much of a risk, too iconic. Yeah, I mean, but Henry Cavill wasn't. Exactly, That's a true. big name when they no. gave well, him Superman. Superman, no. they've gone with unknowns because Christopher Reeve wasn't really all that well known yeah. either when he played Superman. So Brandon Routh, uh, wow. yeah. When where is he now? <laughs> Poor Brandon. He's been on TV. TV. He's on, he's on the, TV. Yeah. No, he's on one of the. DC. He's still working. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they've always gone for bigger names to play Batman. Yeah, you know. So, um, I mean, you know, if they get a young upstart, you know, young twenty something like we're talking about. You know their their career is just starting, so it's okay if you know. Even though we know who they are, we can still you know yeah. see them grow in this role. If that happens. Well, we'll see what happens with that because obviously we don't run Warner Brothers. <laughs> yeah, we so, should. We, so, I mean, we should. I'm we just should. saying we've got a couple of good ideas. I bet you uh, they yeah. listen to us though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I mean, if you want to keep talking about that in the chat, absolutely do. We're going to move on to something else, uh, and also coming up later in the show, we are going to be talking about um, Alita: Battle Angel. We all got to see that last night, uh, and the the Hobbs and Shaw trailer, uh, which is possibly two of my favorite people in it ever, which is great. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to be talking about that later in the show. So if you're just about to go, I'm busy or I need the toilet, uh, pause, because <laughs> we're going to be talking about that later on. Okay, so uh, going back to the thing about young baby Batman, uh, James Gunn this <clears throat> week uh, is going to write and direct Suicide Squad 2. But also as part of that announcement, there is a DC Super Pets movie coming too. Now, I'm really looking forward to James Gunn writing and directing Suicide, the second Suicide, Me too. Me too. Suicide yeah. Squad movie. Yeah. Um, DC like, Super Pets. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh no, no. me not like it. No, I just Pets. that's yeah. DC, su- yeah. it's a thing. It is a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I okay. don't know. Crypto. Mm. I see what uh, they're trying that, to do because yeah. obviously with Marvel, That'll be an animated movie. I, I I guess so. I guess so. Just make one good live action superhero but, uh, yeah, movie I'm before just, you start focusing on the pets. I can see what they're trying to do. And there's a, the, oh, this week it was announced where there's going to be like a Funko Pops kind of movie thing as well, which sure. I'm sure will feature superheroes in that. But I don't, I see what they're trying to do in like a Spider-Man, Spider-Verse kind of yeah. animated, let's get the a Lego Spider-Man. Lego movie yes. kind of thing. But I, I don't know who wants this. <laughs> That is anything other I, than a I, an event an thing. event thing on like DC Universe Channel or you know Netflix or an Amazon yeah. or something. I don't. I mean, maybe that's what they're looking for with this. But I that just. I mean, maybe because I don't have kids. But this, I, I don't know. I don't have them either. I just don't. I like, love no. superheroes. I don't, and yeah. I love dogs. I don't want superheroes and dogs. I don't. You know, you know they've done it. I think they've done superhero <clears throat> pets. I mean, they've had that kind of, you know, subject matter. But I, I think if they can do it fun and they can do it, you know, for the mm. kids, then I, I don't, I don't have a problem I, with I, it. Just make, make a good. But before we get into that subgenre, <laughs> yeah, let's 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 write the shit. Let's just let's do yeah. James Gunn doing let's Suicide do, Squad. Yeah, let's do a good Batman. Let's do a good Suicide Squad. Yeah. Let's let's just even the keel. Let's write the ship before we start talking about nonsensical. Uh, crypto, a crypto movie. Yeah, no, I'm just <laughs> I'm not entirely I, sure about that. I mean, it's like someone's just said it's like Secret Life of Pets. Mm. Two. Two. But you know, with and I'm like, I don't I don't just I don't feel the needs for this. I, I yeah. it's just 
pooper heroes. Pooper, you know. Uh, so, let's talk about, so let's talk about James Gunn uh, going to write and direct Suicide Squad 2. I mean, it's amazing. I don't know whether this was something that would have been DC. I mean, I assume that because of his success with Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy, that DC would have at some point been looking to bring him over and use him for something. I absolutely expect that would have been in the cards. Is this a shot being fired across the bow of the good ship Marvel and the good ship Disney to say, we will take him on and we... Suicide Squad 2, knowing James's previous work, a lot of people don't know him prior to Suicide Squad. He does fucked up Slither. brilliantly. Really yeah. dark, really twisted, mm-hmm. really clever, intelligent little bits of, oh, that's wrong, but it's also somehow so right. Um, <laughs> and you laugh. And you laugh, yeah. and it's everything. It's got all those elements, and it's one of the reasons that Guardians of the Galaxy, which I thought was going to be a terrible idea, worked, and it's one of my right. favourite Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, good idea, and is it just a... To Marvel, or is it something you think would have happened eventually anyway? I think it's a great idea. I mean, yeah. I think, look, this, the first Suicide Squad clearly was a train wreck, but there was there are elements in that movie that yeah. you can make a better horribly, movie out Horribly of it. handled. Yes. Horribly but handled, but it, it still stuff. made a horrible amount, amounts of money. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it did yeah. really well for being a really bad movie. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, I think I think James Gunn, you know, maybe there's a little bit of him saying, suck it, you know, but... Yeah. Um, He's also he's you know he's a good director he's a good filmmaker he's a great director. and and DC would be stupid not to have him come and try to do something for them because you know he did he turned Guardians of the Galaxy into this great you know franchise so yeah. um, which I'll be honest with you when I heard about that movie I really thought it was going to be terrible and I know people who worked with James on that movie who took the job and were like we we really have no idea whether this is going to be a stinker right. or right. a massive hit. We just can't decide. And then as it all came together, they were like, people are going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things that you could have had a great director and a great script, but if you had the wrong people, it wouldn't work. If you had the right people, but the wrong script and a great director, it wouldn't work. So right. many things could have gone wrong. It just came together like cogs in a wheel. It and really did. To your, to your earlier question, yeah. no, I don't think Disney would have let him go. Um, like barring the controversy, I think they would have kept him within the Disney Marvel fold yeah. to flesh out not only Guardians, but perhaps um, other characters that they might, you know, be bringing in for yeah. uh, like Avenge- for the new Avengers. Yeah. So I think they would have tried to have kept him. I don't think he would have gone to Disney voluntarily because mm. I think he would have done very well yeah. with Disney and Marvel. Yeah. Now I in a, in, but I do think that in a sense it is an FU. Yeah. It's like we've got a squad over here that he can probably put together pretty well. Right. He's a good guardian and we've got right. our own galaxy to take care of. Jack Dennis saying, I was hoping James Gunn would finally direct Scooby-Doo 3. Ha! Uh, Eon 001, if DC give Gunn freedom, he could do something pretty good. Uh, Disney drama aside, Gunn has made uh, mo- made movies that made a shit, he's made two movies that made a shit ton of money and had a decent critical response. No reason to not hire him. Absolutely. Um... Uh, Zias Bilu, uh, I did love that super uh, super pet show that was on briefly on Kids WB or whatever the rebranding was at the time. Yeah, I mean I love Muppet Babies from the eighties, but I don't want to see a Muppet Babies movie. Uh, oh. Scott Boswell saying uh, Jack Dennis, uh, Scooby Doo three was the supernatural episode last year. That's true, actually. Uh, Bob B, I predict Gunn is gonna crush it, and whatever he does with WB, he's locked and loaded, and he's hungry to prove himself even greater than ever. Hell hath no fury like a gun scorned. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and Ricky saying, uh, DC News uh, feels like work to just read. Uh, there is so much of it that changes so often. <laughs> do you know what? But we do it because we love it. We do it because we love it, Ricky. Uh, the other night uh, felt that something uh, that feels tangible and unreal, uh, exciting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Courtney, uh, Courtney White, welcome to the chat, Courtney. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is my favorite Marvel movie for just that exact reason. It all works so well as a unit. Absolutely. Uh, and Courtney saying, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, yeah, as I said, um, uh, e- uh, Eon 001, uh, I want the Wachowskis to do New Gods or Green Lantern. I still believe in them. I still believe in them too. Sure. Um, but mm. I think right now, I think it, uh, they're starting to, Warner Brothers with things like this 
are starting to realise that they have to walk before they run. Right. And I think that they're handling the way that now looking at it, mm. I think is exactly the right way to approach this. Yeah. They, Let me ask you, do you think they should recast some of the Suicide Squad? I think so. Yeah? Yeah, I think I think they should. I, I mean, Margot Robbie's a given, because clearly yeah. she's already... Yeah, and obviously we had the Birds of Prey yeah. uh, teaser this week, right. which was which was fine. Yeah. fine. I mean, as far as a lookbook of, right. of visually what these people are going to look like, I, I was like, yeah, I like the look of this. As far as getting me more excited for the movie... I don't know if I'm any more excited than I was, but it's certainly a movie that I'm looking forward to. So, um, you know, it's certainly piqued my interest. Uh, Okay, sad news this week. Uh, Let's move on to this next uh, on the show. Uh, The death of Dick Miller. Mm -hmm. Uh, Obviously, it was quite sudden. It was middle of the week this week. Uh, He was old, 90. Um, So, sadly, this this happens. Um, But a lot of people will... (laughs) He was one of those people in Hollywood where he's that guy from that thing. Yeah, he's a character actor. He's, yeah. he's a character actor. And he's in so many movies and so many TV shows over yep. the years that you you could hardly miss him, especially if you grew up in the 80s and 90s. Um, I mean, obviously, he'd been working since, like, the, the 50s and right. 60s. So he'd been doing this for a long time before, you know, I came out of my daddy's wiener. Um so, you know, he's, he's been doing this for I decades. I didn't see that. That's true. No, you, can't, you didn't see I hope you didn't see it. That would have been awkward. <laughs> that would have been um, awkward. No, but seriously, he's been around for decades. And the amount of directors and producers and writers who came out were like, I grew up with him in the 50s. I saw him on TV. He was His work and the stuff that he was in, Twilight Zone and stuff, big influence on, mm-hmm. on the stuff that I've created. Um, Dick Miller, obviously, in classic movies. like I mean, oh, yeah. Terminator's a great one. Gremlins is a great one. Uh, particular favorites of, of yours, you guys? Go ahead. Well, Gremlins, I think. I mean, for me, Mr. Futterman, but he's been in so many Joe Dante movies. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, Joe Dante has... It was like Joe's muse. Well, it was him and uh, uh, the other gentleman, Robert Picardo. Yes. uh, You know, the doctor uh, on Voyager. Right. Uh, He's another Joe Dante muse. And and I always love when a director like a Joe Dante has his favorites to go to. Yeah. Like Dick Miller. And, And Mr. Futterman's character... In the first Gremlins, uh, he's just hysterical. Yeah, he is. You know, you gotta buy American. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and 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 you think they die, and then they show up in Gremlins too. <laughs> yeah. So, it, it there was, he had that familiar face yeah. where a lot of people, yeah, I remember him, but yeah. he's been in so many. I mean, movies. these character actors who work, you know, every single day of their lives is like, you know, it's. What a great, what a great career! You know, what a great life! You don't have to necessarily be the star, yeah. But you're right. just you're good in whatever you know. They throw you in, and and you take whatever you can. So I, I think he's definitely in that, you know, yeah, in that he, category. He reminds me of um, that other character actor, um, Jeffrey. He worked with Clint Eastwood a ton, and I, I can't think of his name, but he was in a ton of Clint Eastwood movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was in Night of the Comet. Yeah. Uh, he reminds me of him because, again, a very recognizable face. Yeah. You don't necessarily, a lot of people may not um, recognize the name, but they recognize him as the actor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, movies. absolutely. I mean, if you look at, when we talk about, obviously, movies that he was in, he was in The Burbs as well. He played right. The Garbage Man. Joe Dante. Uh, yeah, The Howling. Um, Dante. Uh, was a book, bookstore guy. Uh, Gremlins, obviously, Futterman was the first time I saw him. Uh, he was the uh, pawn shop clerk in uh, The Terminator. Um, I mean, he stayed. He was in TV shows like Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Yep. He was in Tales from the Crypt: Demon Knight, which I love. He was it's Uncle Willie. Yep. I love that movie. Yeah. Anyone who says that movie is shit, I, I will Demon fight Knight. you. I was at Universal. I won't fight you. I won't fight. He you. will though. Uh, no, uh, seriously, no, I bruise like a peach. I don't fight. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, but Matinee was another one. Hey, do we know anybody that dressed up as an ant? When Matinee was in movie theaters? I, well, I know somebody who dressed up as a man. A man? Is that a man a and man. an ant? That's a man and ant from Matt. From, <laughs> I call it Mantinee. Genius. Yes, that was me. Uh, I, 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 I was working for a radio station. We did the. Oh, I was working for Universal mm. Pictures at the time, oh. doing exhibitor relations. And I actually got a Mant costume sent from Universal Studios. And I had to go to local Boston theaters during the movie. I would run up and down the aisles, and then I posed for pictures of people. I was Matt. (laughs) You were Matt. Matinee, another great Joe Dante film. I think it's a very underrated movie. It's a great it's It's a great movie. Such a good coming of age. I recently bought it on Blu-ray because I don't think it's on any streaming services. And I I mean you're talking about your experience in the movie theater. Actually, when I was a student, I was in my hometown of South Wales, uh, Matinee came on and nobody cared about the movie. 
movie. And I mean, it was, it was such a shame. Everyone was passing it. And every single time I was taking tickets on one of my shifts, and every single person was like, oh, what are you seeing? And they were seeing, you know, whatever, probably Free Willy for the billionth time. And I was kind of <laughs> like... Um, I was like, well, why don't you go and see Matinee? And they were like, oh, it looks like some shit, that. Those are, oh, it's about all movies in movie theatre. That sounds rubbish. And I, and I was like, no, that's seriously. Very good. Go and Go and see this movie. And they're like, oh, like, Danny Twat, I'll go and see it. And so they did. <laughs> And everyone was like, oh, that was good, that was. I liked that, yeah. Oh, that was fine. Right, yeah, oh, lovely. Oh, that man in it, the old man, the wrinkly one. I was like, no. But they, they seriously, they all loved the movie. Everybody that came out thanked me for seeing, it's... for suggesting they see it. Yeah. And sorry to any other filmmakers who had movies on release around that time in, in UK theatres, because <laughs> I was sending everybody that I possibly could to go and see Matinee. It's a great... It was a great movie. It it's really, really is. And it's also <laughs> one of Dante's forgotten movies. It Always is. Always gets overlooked, and it's one of his finest pieces of work. And, he'll, and he admits that... And yeah, and John it, Goodman's it, ace in it. Fit, he's so, so great as a I William Castle movie. because the movie it's yeah the, the, he plays a William Castle esque. It oh, was okay. an ode to William Castle okay. and doing these shenanigans in the theater, like sending sending ghosts on wires, like okay, during yeah, the I think whole, I okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but it also took place during the Cold War, and 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 um, so so you had bunkers and and there was the threat. Of of a of a missile crisis going right. on, and yet William Castle, as opposed to the real threat, he was opening up a horror movie yeah. uh, in a theater matinee, and the kids had to go see it. You, yeah, there was a little bit of romance. It was a good movie, and you had Mant. But but even look at I mean some of the other movies. Obviously, we, we talked about Terminator, but let's. I'm just looking at IMDb. Uh, just in the span of a couple of years, Explorers, mm-hmm. After Hours, Chopping Mall, one of my favorite horror movies of all yeah. time, Night of the Creeps, which is genius, yep. uh, Armed Response, Project X, Inner Space. He was in Moonlighting. Um, he was the Burbs. He was in Freddy's Nightmares, the TV show. I mean, Gremlins Two. He, you know, he had a role in that as well. Eerie Indiana, the TV show, which was great. So many. I mean, God, Unlawful Entry. He was in Matinee, which we just spoke about. Uh, he was the voice of Chucky Sol in Batman: Mask of Phantasm. Uh, I mean, seriously, his work was. Just superb TV show of weird science. He was in that as well. Yep. Small Soldiers, another movie Dante. that doesn't That's get enough the love yes. these days. Yes. Um, Looney Tunes back in action. Security Guard. I mean, all these. Di- the whole was the last time that I had. Um, uh, I, I saw him in a in a in a role. Was he played the pizza delivery guy? That was a movie they were pushing in the UK. That's a Joe Dante movie, um, I believe. I believe. So. Yeah, and uh, and they were pushing that in the UK. And yeah, I mean he's great. He's a great character actor. And he, yeah. there it, were two people growing up that that were always in these movies. There was Dick Miller, yep. and then there was an Asian guy with like a Fu Manchu mustache <laughs> who was in all the action movies. Well, um, I can't remember his name, but he released a book a couple of years ago. Right. He was an Asian American guy, and he was always in it. Any action movie, you knew it was quality if he was in it. Yeah, <laughs> he was in Big Trouble in Little China. He was, yeah. yeah. He, dude, yeah, he was no, in pretty much to, anything. Yeah, his. Uh, oh, what's Bring his that name? One up. It's either. We can. We can. Somebody can put it yeah. in the. Yeah. Somebody yeah. can put yeah. it somebody in the chat. We'll, we'll check yeah. it out. Look up Big Trouble in Little China. He's definitely in that. I, I I'm only recalling that because it's been on cable. But yes, I mean Dick Miller. Well, the most important thing about Dick Miller is he worked. Yeah. Like he yeah. worked, and he no small, no role was too small. Jack Dennis saying Joe Dante's "Bury the X" was pretty good as well. Oh I've my god, it's great! I've seen that on <laughs> streaming services. I've never watched it, so I'm now going to add that to yeah, my watch list. Yeah. One of the great things about the show is what we love most is is the fact James that Hong. James Hong, ah, yeah, James Hong, yes, that's right. Thank you. Is, thank you. Is people, thank you, film nerd Jamie. We share our love of different movies, and that we can only watch so many movies because of you know lives and jobs and stuff like that. So to a certain extent, what we watch is dictated by that. There are so many things that we don't get to see or that, you know, time passes and we forget or they sit on, like anybody, they sit on a movie pile. The great thing about the show is that we have such a great community that we want you to recommend things that we have not seen and we're more than happy to recommend things that we think that you should see. It's all about filling in gaps in movie knowledge, movie references. You don't have to like everything. I can recommend a movie and you can think it's dog shit. That's entirely fine. But it's this sharing of this love of cinema, why we like things. You don't have to like the same things. That's absolutely fine. But it's sharing this amongst the community. So I personally thank you 
for recommending that movie. I'm now going to go and check that out. It's really good. Dick Miller sadly really lost this week. Um, he will be noticeably, visibly noticeably, uh, not around anymore, and he will be missed. But what what a legacy of work, mm-hmm. even as small roles. That's pretty sweet. Uh, let's talk on to one of my favourite stories now of the week. Um, the Upgrade director, Lee Wanell. I love the fact that they just tagged him onto that movie, which was great last year, but he's done so much more. Um, <laughs> he's going to helm The Invisible Man, and Universal is retooling its Monsters universe. Halle-freaking-luya. Uh, excuse me. Thank you, the movie press, because we suggested this last summer. We did suggest I this mean, last or, summer, or this exact least, thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we, we said that Blumhouse should come in, we did. retool, oh, yeah. revamp. <clears throat> if Dark Universe yep. is going to survive, mm-hmm. they're the ones to do it. And they've look done what it. what happens. Ta-da! We suggested, <laughs> I think I actually suggested Lee's name. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I think this is fantastic. I am a big fan of the Universal monsters. Yeah, me too. I always have been... Even before I kind of understood how important they are in the fabric of of cinema and yeah. you know and in horror and and the real influence, I always loved those movies, black and white movies. If you haven't seen them, highly recommend you check them out. And they're easy to get. They're very the easy yeah. to get, and they're oh, a, yeah. a box set after box set after box set on like Amazon, or you can pick them up in your you know. There's barely a second hand movie and Blu Ray shirt store that I go into that doesn't have at least some of them around. So pick some and check them out. This to me is a absolute no-brainer universal have some really good they have some really good lines of horror franchises of horror some of which i think are coming to a natural conclusion so they're looking for new stuff halloween was a great partnership between universal and blumhouse blumhouse are on a roll they continue to have this strong relationship get out worked remarkably well for them as well um obviously splits and then glass both done phenomenally well. Yep. Glass over here is a universal movie. In other territories, it's Disney, in case you're going, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so that's how that works. Um, but yeah, I mean, and Jason Blum, I mean, you know I've had conversations with Jason yeah. several times about this and other franchises. He is very closely linked to Universal. He has an amazing relationship with Universal. So it is no surprise to me that they've got Blumhouse pushing this through. No, I mean, Still amazed they haven't announced the Halloween sequel yet, but no. Um, but this is great. And Lee Wanell, having seen what he's done with the Insidious movies, having seen what he's done with uh, with Upgrade, giving him something like The Invisible Man. Perfect. Perfect. I mean, it can't be any more perfect. Absolutely perfect. No, and, and I'm glad that they're giving him the support because Upgrade yeah. didn't really make great ripples in the box office. Right. And sometimes that can hurt a director. Yeah. But I really appreciate the fact that they do respect him as a storyteller and that they support him. I think The Invisible Man is a fantastic property because we've already seen enough Draculas. We know The Wolfman. We know uh, uh, The Mummy. Mm. Uh, you know, we know Frankenstein. I would go deeper into the well. The Invisible Man is a very dark, great... Yes horror, universal, classic horror movie. Next, I would love to see The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yes, I was just going to say that. I want to see that. I want to see The Creature from the... I would like to see a great Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yes. You know, these are characters... Like a good one. Like a good (laughs) one, but there hasn't been one. No. Like, they focus on... Certainly not for this generation. No, not at all. One of my favorite Jekyll and Hyde movies is there's a blaxploitation one from the 1970s. Yes. Genius. Yeah. Yep. Genius. <laughs> I don't think I Hokey as fuck, but so, genius. Turner Classic Movies yeah. oh, okay. uh, plays it most almost every October at some time. Yeah. So but good. There's so much to mine from this universe, and if you're going to bring it together, mm. right, you need people rooted in the horror genre who love the horror genre mm-hmm. and can tell a really good story. And I think the invisible man today should be Great, and it'll be better than any Hollow Man movie. I kind of liked Hollow Man, or though. Memoirs. I like Hollow Man. Invis- yeah, eh, Hollow Man Two. Or Electric Boogaloo. No, terrible. No. Terrible. Oh, there was a two. I, yeah, there was a oh. two. Yeah. So one of those twos, they. They, they, they sneak, sneak out. Yeah. There's nothing worse than invisible. the number two sneaking out, by the way, <laughs> yeah, when, you're, really. when you're not expecting it. Um, but no, it's, uh, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, uh, it's really t- they did, they went through a spate of these straights, uh, and they still occasionally do them. 
Um, I see them cropping up on like Netflix and stuff like that, yeah. or like clogging the the you know the supermarket aisles up um, at Target or Target as we call it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I, I this to me, I mean, I I literally I was I, the story broke as I was driving into Reuters, and it I was had I had a pretty shitty morning, and I went in there, and this genuinely made my day. I've interviewed Lee a number of times. I've interviewed Jason a number of times. I could not be happier for two people <laughs> to have something like this. This is this is their wet dream. Yeah, these are p- things that they they know inside out and mm-hmm. they love. And sometimes I'm very nervous about people taking on things that they're super close to because sometimes it can do horribly wrong. But the proof has been in the pudding for these guys. Yeah. They they get horror. Lee wants it to be shit your pants scary. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, totally. taking a spare pair. Yeah. I'll gladly buy another and, pair. Totally. And again, just going back to upgrade was a was a was it full tilt or tilt, which is a yeah. Blumhouse right. yeah sort of kind of shoot off yeah. that 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 neon and it is did a part well. of did well did well it did okay yeah, I missed it, I missed it I'm so upgrade bummed. they want they they had expected more I mean I'm just being yeah but it was honest, pretty but a, it came out it got, with pretty much no advertising right, generally and, and it, but here's the deal it was well received yeah. from from some critics and yeah. fans alike mm. mm-hmm. and I'm really glad that they're that they still believe in Lee Winnell because they looked at what he they looked at his final product yeah, yeah. and he delivered a decent B b-movie yeah and now let's bring them over let's redo this dark universe people yeah people talking in the chat uh jack i don't understand your your comment about forbes if you want to elaborate on that for me that would be great uh jack dennis uh maybe would have been uh two on the nose but i thought he was a no brain for venom too i think they're talking about tom hardy Mm. uh film load jamie uh, i kind of think shape of water ruined a redo a creature from the black lagoon from happening i don't know i don't think so i i think no, I, I think Creature from the Black Lagoon can be something very, very different. Yes. That can be something that the darker. I think we're going to see something that is a bit more R-rated out of these. I mean, like the fact that Lee says he wants to terrify people, which is great. Right. Do it R-rated. Don't go for a PG-13. Go hard, which Dark Universe, as it was, was something that yep. didn't really want to do. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Hollow Man is a weird movie. This is from Jack again. <laughs> Kevin Bacon getting his creep on. Yeah, yes, totally. it is. It's one of the reasons I loved it. Uh, plus, <laughs> it had Elizabeth Shue in it. Yes. So I'll watch it. Mm. So uh, just as a given. Uh, as ISB Lou film, yeah, uh, it probably pushed it another three or five years after Shape of Water release. I think we could do one now. I think it's fine. Yeah. Don't forget, a lot of people who went to see Shape of Water would p- perhaps not see Creature from the Black Lagoon because they love the originals. And a lot of people didn't go and see Shape of Water. It was a successful movie, but not massively successful. A lot of people find that kind of movie artsy-fartsy or weird, but they would go and see but you're stuck Creature from it. <laughs> And you make it feel like a horror movie. Yeah. Absolutely. And people would go and see a horror movie about a creature from a black lagoon, but they don't want to see Fish Man and Lady get it on. <laughs> you know, they just... they. So I, I think that they both have similar movie. components. They both have love stories in them. Yeah. But I think they're going to be very different end oh, products. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and... Yeah, it's like a, a hamburger has <laughs> beef in it. Right. But a hamburger patty is very different to a filet mignon. Yes, or a steak tartare. Mm. Yeah, you know? yeah, because both minced well, shit, but they're very different. Yeah, and the patty and fillet are cooked. Patty so, and fillet, but, but, but that like... actually sounds like a cop show. <laughs> there you go, patty and fillet. Patty and fillet. Patty and Next fillet. on the CW. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I think creature. Look, creature from the Black Lagoon has all. Great horror elements. That's yeah. my first horror movie so, I ever yeah. saw. Really? Yeah, uh, like Jack, Saturday morning, you know. Jack, thank you for your comment. Yeah, no, uh, I'm I am aware of that article. Um, it's also something that I've spoken to to Jason about a number of times in, in interviews on Forbes. So yeah. yeah, it's it's a popularly held view, but it's one that we. You know, we actually were one of the first people to talk about last last year. Yeah, we did because it was failing so miserably, and they oh, did yeah. that stupid Photoshop picture that was, terrible. that was in the trades with Johnny Depp and yeah. Benicio Del Toro and Russell Crowe. Yeah. And, and Russell Crowe could have been a good Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Jack Dennis, yeah. is, sorry, Jack Dennis talking about really Blumhouse um, is that they try to, they truly get horror 
or they know how to budget correctly. Absolutely. They still turn out shit movies like Truth or Dare or the first Ouija. Yes, the first Ouija movie was something that was an interesting experiment for them. And that was that was the very early stages of Blumhouse. And that's kind of training wheels Blumhouse. Truth or Dare. Yeah, they occasionally do stick out movies that don't work. But so does any production company. Sure. Not every not every production body is going to be infallible and not every movie that any production body like any director is going to come out and sometimes they know they they're committed to putting something out and they know it's not going to be their biggest earner but it'll wipe its face right. happy death day was a big risk for them <laughs> that was a no star cast with a right. it was kind of it was like well let's see how this goes and it worked out phenomenally well yeah and i think they knew that they were going to was going to be a you know a pretty good risk because they put it into mazes in halloween yeah. so they were presenting a product as a major part horror of them as horror yeah, nights um as a major part of a major event which nobody knew about because it wasn't out yet yeah it was a bit of a risk <laughs> but i think their risks are calculated but you, you know like anything whether you're a you know whether you're a sharpshooter sometimes your bullets aren't gonna hit the target no no yeah. not when you make so, so many things in here their hit rate has been too, strong it's yeah. very strong yeah. because their budgets are low because yeah. you said two things risks are low horror and the risk is low because right. they, they they know how to manage a budget but other two other points so ouija not a good movie but Ouija, the second movie, yes. Great movie. is really it's good. It's really good. good. Michael Flanagan directed, right? Yeah. Okay. So and Michael's now, great. He's a fantastic. Yeah. He, again, he gets horror. He does. Yeah. He knows it. So uh, when you talk about a movie like Happy Death Day, I, I want to meet that 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 woman. Um, Roth, uh, I forget her first name. Oh, Jessica uh, Roth. Jessica Roth. She's actually better. she's in LA doing Junket today for Happy Death Day <clears throat> 2. Yeah, she's would, very lovely. I would love her. to meet her because she I can't tell you how many people I've recommended Happy Death Day to, right? Mm, yeah. Me Every too. single one has come back to me going, You're right. That was super <laughs> that fun. That was a lot yeah. of fun. And these are people who don't necessarily like horror. Key. Can't yeah. wait. Well, because there's so much humor in it, yeah. and she really sells She's it. My my wife awesome. is not a fan of horror at all, generally. But I mean, I try to get her to watch some so that she can understand my references and things that I talk about, and things that I reference. So we've watched a few together. My wife, not a horror fan, when she sees, and I've told this to Jason a number of times, when she sees Blumhouse on a movie, she knows that that is going to be a quality product. Right. And right. even if she's not a fan of horror, there's something else there. That makes it a good movie that she wants to see. Yeah. yeah. So there is this trust of Blumhouse as a brand, like there is of Disney, like there is of several other things yes. that you could mention. I mean, we could be here all day, but you know, you just kind of go like, okay, it's a crap. Shoot. Not every day. Disney movie is great. Disney have had like last year fifty percent boffo hits, fifty percent stinking shits. Sure. <laughs> so it's kind of you yeah. know it's it, yeah. it doesn't it's it's, it's a. Yeah, it's kind of amazing what Blumhouse has done, to be honest with you. Tremendous. Because I don't think it, there's ever been, maybe besides Universal with, yeah. with the Monster Universe, but there's never really been a, a, a company that so identifies with a genre of yeah. film like Blumhouse It does, does and yet uh, they still have their hands in many other cookie jars, yes. like a Black they, Klansman. They're kind yeah. of like Such Pixar so. in the way that they, they, they do this quality work and they make good stories. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else this means? It means that Blumhouse Corner is back! Blumhouse Corner! Uh, okay, we only have 15 minutes left on the show. We have a lot to get through. Uh, so we're going to touch on a few things very quickly. Uh, Candyman reboot. Whoop, whoop. Uh, they're talking to Lakeith Stanfield. Not quite sure why I did that noise. I've never done that before and I will never do it again. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, Candyman reboot wants Lakeith Stanfield. Like yes. it. Like yeah, it. But they have not yet approached Tony Todd for anything. Tony Todd, I'm sure, will be in it at some point. Yeah. They'll, he'll, he'll we make talked an about appearance. that, I think. I love, La- I love Lakeith Stanfield. Personally yeah. and professionally, yes. he is just an amazing guy. Yeah. Uh, so ridiculously humble and so f- f- just unbelievably talented. Yes, please. Perfect casting. Yeah. Perfect Agreed. casting. Uh, Fast and Furious 9 will be rockless, according to Dwayne Johnson. Shocker. I mean, with all the with all the press that we heard about the last yep. Fast and Furious, mm-hmm. not surprised. Not surprised at all. at all. This was on an interview that I saw this week uh, where uh, he was asked about uh, whether he's going to be in it by the guys at MTV. And he was like, no, obviously Hobbs and Shaw. We're going to get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think... 
to be honest with you, with that, I think he wants to take a break. He's busy. I mean, The Rock is, I mean, I swear to God, he's half vampire. He has to he be. Never, he never <laughs> sleeps. He's just a machine. I love that about him, but... God, I, I don't know how he does it. As I've said, uh, he, on this show, on Anatomy of Movie, whenever we talk yeah. about a rock movie, I want to see the list of movies he says no to. Right. That's the list I want to see because you're right. I think he he's going to no the, be in the Jungle Book, uh, the Jumanji sequel. I think right, he's yep. pretty much going to mm. be in that again. We already know uh, um, Hobbs and Shaw. I keep on wanting yeah. to say Calvin and Hobbs. It's not Calvin and Hobbs. But it's Hobbs and Shaw. Completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, he, yeah, he's a little busy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Zeno Aaron asking a good question, which we're not going to get to on the show today, unfortunately, but I think I might put this out to a panel, uh, to, a, to a poll on, on Twitter. By the way, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's Meet Movie Press. Uh, the question from Zeno Aaron is, question for the panel, you're starting a movie studio. Would you, who would you pick to run it, Jason Blum or Kevin Feige? Don't answer, because we're not going to get into that now. <laughs> But worth to think about. We're going to put that out for a poll. Uh, so Fast and Furious is going to be... My missing from you, Fast so. and Furious is going to be rockless. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's no no real surprise there. Let's, though, switch to Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Yeah. Where the trailer dropped this morning. Oh, what? I was so happy to wake up to this. Uh, it's, it's interesting, though. There is this trend online for before the trailer... There's a pre-trailer, mm. and then there's the trailer, and then there's bits of the trailer with some other stuff tagged on the end. Yes. I, I, I don't need, I don't need that. No. That's no, too much. Yeah, I, I, give me the trailer. Just, just show me a trailer. Or give me a little bit before, you know, show me a little bit of shoulder or something, lovely, <laughs> and then and then Car you know take, 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 take the sweater off, great. Yeah, but I'm like, I don't then need someone to say, hey, my sweater's off. You know, it's too much. Um, so, yeah, so, yeah, this, I mean... This trailer went a little over the top. A little bit over the top. But, I mean, oh, can I just say, oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I was looking forward to this movie anyway because I, I really like The Rock. I really like Jason Statham, my brother. Um, <laughs> I love Idris Elba. Um, but this film, oh, my God. This and just, Vanessa Kirby. I love her, And too. Vanessa yes. Kirby. Um, but, oh, my God, seriously. I... I don't think I'm excited for any movie this year now as much as this one. <laughs> Let me ask you a this question. This looks like so much fun. Yeah. It does. So it much looks fun. Like so much fun. If this were not um Hobbs and Shaw, if this were not The Rock and Jason Statham. Yeah. The first it seemed that it went on for five minutes, but it didn't. <laughs> the first opening scene with Idris Alba, I would have said what the hell am I watching? Mm. Like the whole, I mean, it's sort of it's it's taking it out of the 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 realm of like this is going more into science fiction where he's he seems to be cybernetic mm. bad guy thing. Yeah. But I love that. Once I love that. That's cheesy it, action, baby. It's cheesy action, but if it didn't <laughs> classic have cheese trope, Statham and The Rock as Hobbs and Shaw. Like I'd be once in it. they well, that, come into it, yeah. you go. I'm watching the movie because of these two guys, yeah. and they make it fun. I think the trailer itself overplays its hand and shows me too, too many yeah. uh, set pieces. But, as you said, a ton of fun. Yeah. It's when Vin- be, right? Vanessa Kirby says, we're going to need some help. Cut to. <laughs> right. I, I, I just, I love the whole look and feel of this. I yeah. just, uh, seriously, uh, it's not very often that I get unbelievably excited like some people do with sort of Marvel trailers and stuff like that generally or, you know, a Disney trailer or whatever. This, I, I just was so excited there's nothing about this that i don't like i know there are going to be cheesy dialogue oh. i know the action sequences that's fine look bananas it's gonna make tom cruise look lazy that's how bombastic <laughs> some of these are i really i'm so 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 unbelievably excited the only about this movie tom cruise would literally though really jump out of a yeah he would, yeah, yeah, yeah he would but just stylistic i'm just i Who's cannot express this movie who directed this? I can't remember. I can't is it David David Leach? I know is he it? wrote it. Deadpool guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, but no, seriously. And they've well, spent the two a lot of them of the, have had the best chemistry. Yeah. And they've so. spent they've yes. spent a lot of they've spent a lot of time on this movie, and clearly these guys work together. By the end of that trailer, and I almost never feel this. I was like, I hope they greenlight a sequel. Yeah. I haven't seen the movie yet, and you know, there's a chance that it could not work, but. 
I'm already going like, more please, yes please, please sir, can I have some more? Well, I was excited. Like, Oliver, I'm just, yeah. I was excited when they this. announced it. Yeah, after the Fate of the yeah. Furious or, or whatever the last I mean, I, I may have was. rolled my eyes for a second, but then I stopped and thought about it and I went, oh yeah, that makes sense. Some people in the chat, Zeno are uh, saying, Simon, congratulations <laughs> on Hobbs and Shaw, your stunts look great, thank you so much. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'd like. I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I don't do a lot of work for Jason Statham. Awesome. Mostly the body work. Mm. The body work. The body work. Yeah. You know, I don't like to see my face. Yeah, well, him. the body um, work. He's, he's <laughs> the face of the operation. I'm the pecs and the butt. You're the butt guy. Uh, I'm You're the, the butt, butt guy. guy. What? Thank don't Google wait. butt guy. Uh, skunk ape movie fans. Fast and Furious can't be more stupid and corny than Fate of the Furious. Fast and Furious. Hold my beer. No, I didn't. I didn't like uh, Fate of the Furious. I'll be honest with you. That's one of the weakest of the the franchise for me. Uh, Eons Double uh, Zero One. I wanted to be more. Like final destination. Oh, okay, that's uh, that's different. It's uh, <laughs> a totally different topic. It's difficult to keep, keep up with this sometimes. Yes. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, Senor Nerd, this is the stupidest movie trailer I had ever seen. I cannot wait to see it in a theater. Yeah. No. A hundred percent agree. Uh, rugged English. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels is best. Statham. He's pretty good. Uh, the banter with The Rock and Jason is out of control. I love it. That's from uh, Eon001. Um, Xeno Hour, I'm way more excited for this than a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, I mean, I seriously think it's a really shrewd move by Fast and Furious as a franchise to to do these two spin-off movies. And I'm pretty excited to see what they do with the female-led one. <clears throat> Me too. And this one, I think, already has proved itself that it's going to be... Yeah. I-, I can see this being one of the top two to three movies of the year. I think it's going to give at the box office. As far as box seriously going to give the likes of Marvel um, and and DC with Wonder Woman a a run for their money for that top three billion plus Mm -hmm. worldwide thing. I really think I think it's going to be going to be tough at the top this year. It's going to be good for Universal. I think it's Mm going to. I predict that this could actually potentially exceed any of the totals so far for Fast and Furious franchise. Mm, I don't know about that. I think I would be the, very interested to see if this can do that. I'm not saying, look, number one, forget about it's going to be good for Universal. I think it's going to be good for the audience. Yeah. I think it's going to be good yeah. for us. And yeah. I really think we're going into yet another exciting Fun year of movies. Yes. And, and I movies, get, man. Yeah. Before Can't we wait. get to the final, uh, lots of things we didn't get to comment this week, but I very briefly want to mention Zack Snyder uh, is making a heist movie set during the zombie apocalypse for Netflix. Yes, please. Let's sure. do it. Yes, please. Zack Snyder's uh, Dawn of the Dead is one what of my favorite that? zombie movies of, of all, time. all time. It is of a tremendous time. movie. Yeah. I okay. love it. I never get sick of watching that movie. I've watched it so many times. I absolutely love that movie. And I keep forgetting that Ty Burrell's in that. He's from Modern Family. I'm like, oh, God. Um, He's he's an amazing asshole in that (laughs) movie. He is a spectacular (laughs) asshole. One of my favorite movie assholes of all time. You know why I love that movie the the most is because it really kind of finally showed zombies in a different way. Yeah. Then sure. They were fast. And yeah. you're like, holy crap, you yeah. know? I, I, I loved it. I think it's so great. Uh, guys, we need to move on to, let's very quickly touch on uh, uh, Miss Barler, and, uh, which is coming out this weekend, is a major release. Uh, who's seen Miss Barler? I missed it. I have not seen it. I, d- I just simply haven't had time. You get to check it out. <laughs> you were funny. a leader last you, night. You missed... You missed Bala. I missed No, I haven't seen Miss Bala. It's a remake, right? It is a remake. Of a Mexican movie. Yeah, I mean, I've seen mixed reviews. I haven't had the chance to watch it this week. It's likely that it's going to come out at the top of the box office. It's probably going to vie vie with with Glass. I mean, Glass was 16 million last weekend, so we'll see what happens. We'll see. Um, So we'll see. But, I mean, you know, I'm seeing seeing mixed reviews for that one, but just haven't had the chance to see it. Uh, One thing we did get to see last year, and I want to finish the show on this because we've got five minutes, is Alita Battle Angel. Uh, we we were all there last night. I invited you as my guest, Dimitri. Yeah. Alita Battle Angel, I'm, I'm going to be talking to the cast, and the premiere is in LA next week. They had a premiere in London this week. Alita Battle Angel was a movie that I was pretty concerned about. I really thought that this was going to be a film that was going to be all on the screen and very little substance, uh-huh. with a, with an interesting cast, and it is an interesting cast. Um, but I'll be honest with you, it is one of the most spectacular, especially as far as action sequences I have seen, for the longest time. It's so it's different to the likes of Mission Impossible Fallout. It's a different kind of action to that. Yeah. The visuals in this are stunning. 
The CGI in this are incredible. The 3D makes this movie. I very rarely recommend you see a movie in 3D. This adds so much to the texture of this movie. There are moments for me where the effects, because they're, they're so highly rendered, it makes the real world look fake, which <laughs> takes you out of the movie a little bit. But I love the cast. I thought uh, Alita was great. I thought Christoph Waltz's character was great. Their chemistry is tremendous together. Jennifer Connelly is great. Um, Mahashala Ali is really good. Some really nice dialogue in this. The only thing for me, as much fun as I had with this movie... By the time I was in the car driving home last night, it had left me somewhat. Mm -hmm. It's in that environment. It really is. It's all-encompassing. But when you step out of the bubble, it didn't stay with me as much as I wanted it to. But when I was watching it, I had an amazing amount of time. I've got to be honest with you, and I told this guys over breakfast. When we saw it last night, we saw it in the Dolby, um, the Dolby Theatre over at uh, AMC, AMC Century in City. Century City. I'd never experienced that Dolby Theatre before. I know it's your, your favourite place yeah. to watch movies, Dimitri. It is. The sound in there is so good, the chairs vibrate. It, it made me <laughs> fart. Sir Gatsalot. It literally, the movie, there is so much, the vibrations... <laughs> It loosened my sphincter, yeah. and I couldn't help it, so I apologise for that. Yeah, and I thought but it was I've the popcorn. I've never had that sensation. It had butt rumble. <laughs> it's just, and I've, never on roller coasters, never anything else, so just be warned. The movie gave them gas. It yeah. gave me gas. But They're yeah, going to so put guys, that in the ads. We're running out of time. So, guys, let's get your takes on this. First of all, uh, Kit, uh, your, your takes on uh, Alita. That gives me two bums up. Uh, Alita Battle Angel. Laugh. I'm so relaxed. Um, I, I did. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I think Rosa <clears throat> Salazar, who plays the motion captured yeah. uh, character, completely sells the movie, completely brings you into it. I mean, if, if she didn't work, then this movie would have fallen apart. Yeah, I and agree. You just you don't even realize that you you think she's, you know, a real person that you're mm. watching. I mean, you can see the, some of the, the motion capture, but at the same time, she's just staggering. Such a, you know, rich character. And yeah, she and Christoph Waltz have a great chemistry together. I thought some of the plot points and some of the, the dialogue or whatnot left me a little like, eh. yeah. you know, there, there was a whole romance element to it that just, just I just didn't buy it as much. Um, so some of that tension or some of that drama for her was not quite as uh, didn't quite hit me as as it should have I guess but yeah visually one of the most stunning movies I've seen in a long long time and the action's awesome a massive yeah. a massive compliment for obviously producer James Cameron and Robert Rodriguez I mean oh this is God. one of his best movies yes. I think it's it's Rodriguez's probably most like accomplished film he's yeah. actually given a huge budget yeah. and they had the faith to give him this budget and it's and it's Rodriguez doing Cameron. Yeah. I mean, it's as close to a Cameron movie without him directing, mm. but um, his fingerprints are all over it. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was a spectacular spectacle. Yeah. The action sequences it, it brings me into a world, and I think audiences, when you when you when you get to see it, you, I think you'll agree. There's a familiarity to it. You'll think, oh, well, I've seen this, but you haven't quite seen it like this. Right. Exactly. I would highly recommend to to to, to everybody in this panel's point. You have to see this in a movie theater. Yeah, for you sure. Have to. You have to. I mean, it is really beautiful. And and if Alita doesn't work, and by Alita the character, then the whole movie doesn't work. But you are she draws you in mm. right from the get go. It's very engaging. It, yes, it, and, very and, engaging. And, you know, and I thought too, it's always the eyes that can ruin it. Mm. Her eyes, for obvious reasons, are a little bit larger than than the norm. But then I've noticed, like, the mouth as well. The expressions of her smile yeah. or just, like, being passive. I was, like, I was just drawn in and I bought the emotion that she had. Granted, okay, so the romance didn't work for you. I'm not saying it's the strongest part of this right. movie. But when she fights, I bought every single minute of it. Yeah. And she got angry. I, I cheered. And... It, this is a character that you're going to go, this is a great movie-going character to cheer and applaud. Because she has moments where you go, yeah! It's a real try. I mean, she really wore this character. <laughs> she really did. But I'll be honest with you, it, it's quite rare when uh, there are human characters, or Meat Boy uh, human <laughs> characters, who the, the, <laughs> the CGI versions of a human character, so sort of a cyborg, seem more human. 
yeah. than the people who are actually really human. And that, to me, is a tremendous accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, there are certain flaws I had with this. There are some great cameos in this movie, yes. which I will not spoil for you. You mm-hmm. have to enjoy those. So avoid any of those spoilers online because yeah. it will really take some of the, the ooh, fun out of it. But no, I mean, I thought it was a really accomplished movie. I think they did a really good job together. I'm glad they took their time with it. Yeah. Because it really works. There are yeah. moments that don't quite work for me, you know, but that's it's, absolutely... But overall, it was really, really good. But you have to see the movie no, theatre. you have to. Even if you have a really kick-ass system at home and you buy it on 4K, bell, bells and whistles, 3D, not you're gonna not going to get the same experience. And get a vibrating chair. Not even close. I wondered where you were going and, with that. And... and, and <laughs> <laughs> and um, and again, you just have to go off of like, this rollerball. You you could make yeah. references all you want. Clean action sequences. Sometimes, Clean. like in the Transformers movies, it just seems you like fighting, right. fighting, things going on. You can't see what is what. I'm, but this was that. clean. And I'm glad you said that yeah. because I was thinking about that. I'm, it's difficult I'm to able do. to watch and. Follow it mm-hmm. and not be confused yeah. as to what the hell is going on yeah. here. You saw everything quite clearly. They didn't, Rodriguez didn't overuse slow mo. It was used perfectly. Yeah. It was never overdone where it got to the point of being cliche. Yeah. So you saw everything clearly. Alita Battle Angel. Uh, is, yeah. is, is it's, a it's, it's a two thumbs up for me. Yeah. It's flawed, but it's 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 really worth checking out in movie theaters. It comes out on February fourteenth, so perfect for Valentine's Day. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, my perfect yeah. balance. So it's, 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 it's really good. I really liked it. I was worried about it, but I really liked it. Okay, it's time to go. Dimitri, who are you? Where are you? Uh, you can find me here at Meet the Movie Press and also Anatomy of a Movie, where today we're going to be talking about Vice and the Favorite at DMovies1701. Kit, who are you? Where can we find you? Uh, follow me at, at the Movie Kit on Twitter, Kit Bowen. Thank you. My name is Simon Thompson. You can find me at Showbiz Simon on Instagram and Twitter and see my work everywhere from Forbes to Reuters and beyond. You have a great week. Oh, suggestion for Batman. Uh, what about the lead guy from Upgrades? You know that guy? Oh, yeah. oh okay. you know that yeah, guy, yeah, Logan yeah. Green? I'm just saying. Have a great week. If you like us, tell your friends. Like, subscribe. uh, Catch us on iTunes. Catch us on Spotify. Do whatever you want. At Meet Movie Press is this show. We will see you next week. Have a good one. Watch loads of movies. Go Rams! Go Pats! From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principal.